and you fall back and you, you know, you're expecting them to catch you, would you be willing or what are your thoughts on an exercise like that? Well, I think those kind of exercises, people use them for all sorts of um, means. They use them like at workplace retreats and um, in um, counseling couples and things like that to see if you really have trust in the other person. Uh, The trust we're talking about is more so speaking towards God. But that exercise is actually a really great exercise because to lean back or fall back or however they tell you to do it and just let go and completely trust someone to have your back, to catch you if you fall, all that sort of thing, That that's very hard to do sometimes. And so that exercise I think is great at bringing out if you really do trust the person um, or not. But... Um, you know how how often do we let go and and free fall and allow God to control the situation? A lot of us have trouble with that. So you know there there should be a spiritual exercise for that one. Well, and that's a good when you say free fall. I like that because it's almost like. However, you know, we heard about and we've seen about people that jump out of a plane, those that are in the service jump out of a plane with their parachute, and they're putting their all in all. Or, as they say, I have a um, definition of trust, to put one's confidence in. So backing up to your overview or the overview I said earlier, when when we free fall, we're free falling in the back. We put our confidence that, hey, that person that's about to catch us is going to be there, so um, or that they will catch us and not let us fall on the floor. That's great trust, or you have confidence, or as when you're a parachute, you know, when you're in service and you parachute and people do it as a sport, your confidence um, is in that parachute that that parachute will open up. Now that's. You know, that's a lot of confidence because, you know, you fall in thousands, thousands, thousands of feet, and you're saying, Lord, I'm praying and hoping my parachute opens up. You know, you're, you know, people do it every day. We put our confidence in the planes. We put our confidence in our cars that they're going to get from point A to point B. We put our confidence and trust in a lot of things. But tonight we're talking about what about putting that confidence in God? And I, you know, and I found something as I was looking online. It says, "Are you are you ready?" And I put in the um, event page, "Are you ready to forsake all and trust Him?" And faith, forsaking all, I'll trust Him. Him meaning God. So that's some, that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. Are you are we ready to forsake all? Because when we're really trying to trust. God, trust Jesus for his word, what starts to happen is Satan tries to filter in things to say, hey, 
to you because he went to, you know, he went to Jesus when Jesus was, you know, after um, fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And Jesus was hungry, and he was up on a mountain. And he says, go ahead, you know, do this. You know God, you know, you know, God is not going to let anything happen to you up here. You can, you know, throw yourself off of the mountain, and we know. And he, you know, but Jesus used scripture. And we're also going to talk about that tonight. Jesus used scripture, you know, the whole time that he was, you know, talking to Satan because Satan knows the scripture. Satan knows the truth. But, you know, again, forsaking all, I trust him. You know, we have to learn where is I trust. Is it in our boss? Is it in our supervisor? Is it in our job? Is it, you know, in our family? Is it in our friends? Because I've learned in my life that as we're going through, who can you trust to be there? Because many times we go through, that's when you find out who you really can trust. You know, sure. that's who you, that's who you find out who you really trust. Because when you turn around looking for them, <laughs> they may not be there. Well, they will Amen. be there. The ones that you really trust and love are going to be there. The ones that you thought you can trust aren't going to be there. So again, when we're trusting, and we must trust God, it says to put one's confidence in God. We can't put it. In weapons, we can't put it in wealth. We can't put it in man. We can't put it in works. And um, and I'm going to, you know, throw out a few scriptures. And we can't actually put it in our own righteousness because many times there is, we are self righteous. We think, hey, you know, we are we have arrived, or you know, I've done this. And I've heard someone say, hey. I'm going to school. I got all this. You know, I didn't, you know, God didn't do all that. I did it. But many times when we say that mighty I and we, you know, forget that God is there, there's going to be an issue because that's called self-righteousness, the I, 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 I. And again, um, we are live with a man in the mirror. Tonight's episode is Do You Trust Him? And we're you know, we're getting our scriptures tonight. First scripture from Proverbs three, five and six is trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. You can give us a call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one and press the number one if on your phone if you would want us to um if you wanna ha if you have something to say. And another um thing that I actually put in was you can worry or you can trust God. You can't do both. And I, I put put that in there. And many of us actually do that. We worry, and then we say we're going to trust God, and we go back to worrying, and that's anxiety. Um, and it says, "Cast all in the um, word says, cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you." So when He says, "Give it to Him," why worry about it? And we have to continue 
to trust in him. And um, I'm going to get my um, get the scripture out there. So, you know, we have several scriptures that I've actually gathered this week. Um, and one is when I said we can't put our um, place or our trust in weapons, and that's going to be found in Psalms. 44.6, which reads, I put, I put no trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. Or, you know, that is a weapon. A bow is a weapon. A bow and arrow is a weapon. So we can't put our trust in material things. We can't put our trust in these weapons because, you know, our victory comes from God. Now, I remember if we go back into Old Testament days with David and Goliath, when David had to go up against Goliath, um, the army first tried to go against him, but they were scared, you know. But they went looking for someone that can actually beat this giant, and David went with three stones and a sling. And he, you know, three smooth stones and a sling, so he had backup. And um, the word says that, you know, he didn't do it in his name, but he did it in the name of his God, which was, you know, God Almighty. And he got that victory through the power of God, and he only threw one stone and knocked the giant down. So, again, we can't put... Uh, trust in the the, um, weapons, and we can't put our trust in wealth because everything that we have actually comes from God. Um, Any comments, Michelle? I just wanted to uh, put out an interesting fact. (laughs) So reportedly the word trust or, or a version of it is found in the Bible 181 times. Jesus. Look at that, 181 times. So if if it's found in the Word of God 181 times, that's definitely a word or thing that we need to pay attention to. I just wanted to bring that out. I thought that was very interesting. Oh, that is a fun factoid. So 181 times, and that's a lot. And, well, I'll back up. We can't, and it says that we're not to be putting our trust in our leaders because if, you know, a a leader is a person, is a man or a woman, somebody that's flesh, and, you know, they are just like us. They can make mistakes. They can sin. They, you know, they are flesh. So sometimes people go on their emotions, and when you're going through, you know, sometimes people don't do the first thing is to pray. Because the word says pray without season. So many times we go on our flesh. We're not praying. We're not trusting God. We're not, you know, trying to seek God. We're just, you know, when you know, we're doing the opposite. We're, you know, going on our own righteousness, and we're also going on flesh. Flesh can get you in trouble. And 
and Jeremiah, and I'm going to uh, research that Jeremiah. Jeremiah 48.7, which reads... Since you trust in your deeds and riches, you too will be taken captive, and Chamanus will go into exile together with his priests and officials. So again, you know this was uh, you know something that was going on, and they were putting their trust in their deeds and riches. In other words, their works. You know we can't trust in our works to get us closer to God. We can't trust in our works to get us to our destination with God because it's not going to work. You know, God's going to look at it as, you know, you know, the word says obedience is better than sacrifice. So we have to be obedient and we have to trust in him. And but there's always hope. Um, now we can go to... Um, it says we have to place our trust in God. We have to place our trust in God's name, his word, and we have to place our trust in Jesus Christ. Now, the name of God, the scripture says in Psalms 33:21. Which reads, give me one second. It says, In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. That is meaning that we are to trust in him. There's going to be circumstances that we go through all day, every day. Again, I like to, you know, we all go to work. What do you do when that boss is getting on your last nerve? You know, do you focus on that boss? Or can we focus on putting our trust knowing that, yeah, this too shall pass? You know, because that's when you say, are you going to trust in your flesh? Are you going to trust in dealing with that boss? Or can you say, yeah, this too shall pass? Because, you know, if you keep calling on that name of Jesus, keep calling that name of God, all of these things that that has happened to us in our life, they shall pass. And we'll be singing that song, you know, How I Got Over. You know, we have to put our trust and place our trust in God's name and also God's word. And for his word, we're going to look, um, we're going to read out of Psalms 119.42. Uh, give me one second while I pull that up. And Psalms 119 reads, as we're talking about, And it reads as such, so shall I have 
I'm sorry, so shall I have where to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust thy word. I mean, you know, a man's word is his bond, and that's what we try to, you know, that's what we're taught, and that's what we try to teach our kids. If you say you're going to give your word, I'm going to trust you no to be no and your yes to be yes. So, and that's something that we have today really don't do. You know, we don't, you know, I, you know, I, we try to misconstrue the word or our word or people try to misconstrue what the word really says. You know, it says trust in God or trust trust in the Lord with all my heart. But, you know, well, you know, I know I can trust God, but, yeah, I can actually do a lot of this stuff myself. You know, I really don't need, you know, mm, you know, this is how we are every day. This is how we are every day, you know. Well, you know, God, I can give you some help, or I, you know, I can trust God. But mm-hmm. any any comments, Michelle? I just want to say, when we um, are not trusting in God, we have to realize that we are casting down our own blessings. So when you pray about something. Pray for something. Um, ask God for God's help in a situation. Once you have done that, if you have no trust or faith in that thing, faith and trust go hand in hand. If you have faith, you're trusting God that He will make it come to pass. But if we are not trusting in Him, after we've given things over to him, then essentially we're taking them back. And we can no longer expect that God will answer that prayer. And I, yeah. that's like a really important thing because we have to realize if if I hand you a, a glass and then before you can bring it to your mouth, I take it back. You know, what good is that? And that's what we do with God. We we pray about it and we say we trust him to do it. And then we take it back out of his hand before he can even move on our behalf. So, you know, what is, what is, what is he to do? Basically, we have taken it back <clears throat> from him. So we cannot reasonably expect that that uh, our prayer that we, you know, prayed is going to even come to pass. Ah, so let me ask you this. So I like that glass scenario. So I was real thirsty, and I trusted you to bring me that glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 105 degrees out, and I'm trusting to bring me that glass of water. And you hand it to you know you hand it to me, and then I'm getting ready to you know put it to my lips, and you snatch it. Right. And so basically, you know, then I'm going to have that you know I look on on my face like, okay, what did you do that for, <laughs> or what? I'm about to pass out here, and you just snatched it out of my hand, and and I yeah I can get that scenario what you're doing because. Um, I keep going back to that book, my book. You know, you know, many times we 
we don't let God do what he wants to do because we're so anxious. And he says that, you know, he doesn't want us to be anxious. We live in an anxious society. We live in a minute society. We're in a wave, you know, microwave society. We live in a society that, you know, you know, we can't just want to, okay, I'm going to trust you. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to, what it, where this is going to take me. But we got to be like Abraham. He told Abraham, get up and move. Now, we today are like, where are we going? How long is it going to take? How much money I need? What about my job? So if God told you to pick up and leave right now, Michelle, what would you do? He ain't tell you where he was going, but what would you do? I'd make my way to the car. <laughs> Okay, we wouldn't do better than that. What if he said just pack up everything and go? He ain't giving me no directions. I guess I'd be packing. Ah. And that's a question that we can ask people. You know, that's the kind of trust God is talking about. Are we going to use our like, Well, hmm, I don't know where I'm going. You know, give me some ideas using my, you know, the great GPS that we use today on our phones, or, uh, you know, what, you know, what, you know, people look at us like we're crazy if we do that, or we even say, well, hmm, God told me to get up and do this, and you can see the look on, you can imagine the look on people's face. He said, what? But yeah. That's the way. There are there are sources and sources of people that God used who put their trust in Him. And is you know so that's the thing. We have to love Him enough to trust Him. Our children trust us every day. They trust us. Know that we're going to feed them. We're going to get them to school. We're going to pick them up from school. We're going to, you know, we're going to make sure if they got a basketball game or whatever they have going on in their life, if they need us to take them, they're trusting us and putting their confidence in us, not like that. You know, to put one's confidence in, they're putting their confidence in us, knowing that, okay, I just need to tell mom or dad that I need to be here. But we have to be like that with God and everything and our life. Do we know when it comes to those when it, when we ain't got no money and that bill is due? Do we trust him? Like, look, Lord, Lord, Lord. Do we trust him and know that you know what he's going to make a way? Mm-hmm. With that saying, he may not come on time. He may not be there, but he's always on time. He may, he may not, not come, come when, when you want him, want him. When you want him, but he's always on time. When we when 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 we want him to be there, huh? All kind of things are going on in our mind. We're anxious. When we want him to be there, we don't know what's going on. We're like, God, are you there? You know, we whistling Dixie and trying to see what's going on. But he is there. And um you now we you know, we talked about, you know, what we not we're supposed to place our trust in. Um not to place our trust in weapons, wealth, leaders, man, and works. You know, place our trust in God's God's name and His Word. 
And uh, before we go on, this is the man in the mirror with host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. If you're listening and want to, you know, chime in, you can give us a call on our guest calling line at 917-889-2271. And tonight's show is Do You Trust Him? You know, and, you know, we've been use the key verse, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding and all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct thy path or make your path straight. straight. And scriptures always emphasize the importance of putting one trust in God. This trust, which is nurtured by an understanding of God's revealed truth, finds expression and a life lived according to its purpose. Now, we have to learn to live our life the way God wants us to live. We have to, you know, live that. We have to pray in the morning. Prayer is talking to him. Many of us, you know, and even, you know, I have to talk about myself, we're not praying, you know, like we used to or we get so caught up in life. Life is busy. We got to go to work. We we have to have one-on-one communication with God, we just like we want to communicate with the one that we love, or we want communication with our children. We to live a life that we are going to communicate, you know, so we can learn how to live the way God wants. We have to communicate. We have to talk to Him. We have to pray to Him. You know, we have to be. Um, it says that Christians must be spiritual to please God. We have to want to please God. That's the only way you know, we'll be able to do it. We have to trust him. We He has to know that regardless of what's going on in our life, that we can trust him. And with that trust, you know, you know, there's always rewards or benefits. There's always going to be something special, you know, if we continue to trust the Heavenly Father the way, you know, he wants us to trust him. You know, he's going to be there for us. Um, any comments, Michelle? I wanted to say that um, I, I wanted to kind of stick with that theme of what I was saying earlier about what we lose when we are not trusting in God. And um, another one of the things that we lose is peace of mind. And so that goes along with what you were just saying about anxiety. And so when we're not trusting in him, our peace is gone because we begin to have anxiety about issues and worry because we know what we can't do. But it's not about us. It's supposedly about God. And so if it's about God and you're putting him first, then you're not going to be concerned with how you're able to fix something. The Word of God tells us that um, our ways are not God's ways. We, he can do things we haven't even heard or, or, or thought of, and he knows everything on this earth. And if you stop and just meditate on that for a second, That'll give you peace of mind right there. The Lord knows the past, the present, and the future. The Lord knows every hair on my head. The Lord knows the beginning and the end. The Lord knows 
every person, everything, every creature, every bug, every mite, everything on this earth. <laughs> and if he knows all of that, you know, how can he not know how to fix your situation or answer your prayer? What about those unexpected things that happen to us? Well, this is the thing. If we're actually leaning on God and not ourselves and not leaning to our own understanding, then those things, let me let me put it to you this way. The Bible tells us that we are part of this world, but we're not of this world. So we... We need to remember that. So it's kind of like this, and I know this is probably going to sound strange to people, but this is how I look at things sometimes. It's almost as if I'm here, but I'm not. This flesh is going through the issue, but my spirit is free. So if I'm looking at, at this through the spirit, man, then the spirit man isn't even involved. He isn't involved in our problems and our struggles. The spirit man is only looking towards God. So the flesh, because we are in the flesh, we have to go through the problems, the turmoil, and the things that happen. But since we are not really of this world, it's almost like you can just, sit back, have peace in God, and watch it like it's a show on the television. And say to yourself, you know, how how many times have you stepped back and said to yourself, wow, that is a crazy situation. How is God going to fix that? (laughs) Story of my life. Story (laughs) of my life. It's like you you just watch it on TV and I... That's hard for people to understand or get, and I understand that it's difficult to to think like that, but that's how we have to start looking at things. I like that, and I'm going to actually jump on that from reading um, because it says there are benefits. You know, we always tell our kids, well, if you do this, this will happen, you know. Well, if you clean your room, you can go out to play. If you do this, you can have an extra snack. But, the, you know, one of the benefits, you know, when we trust in him is joy. And mm-hmm. um, this is found in Psalm, just in other, um, Psalms 511. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. So he's going to give it that peace of mind that surpasses all understanding when, excuse my French, when all hell breaks out, everybody looking at you, going, why are you just sitting there? Why are you not why reacting? Why are you so calm? Uh-huh. Why are you so calm? Um, it's almost like, um, I, just like I said when I'm, I mentioned this in an earlier show, the woman caught in adultery, they were all excited. Well, Jesus, what you going to do? Huh, Jesus? Huh? Huh? She going to adultery. Ha, 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 ha. And he was just all calm. And he just, you know, knelt down and came up, said a few words, thou hast not sent for the first stone. 
he was peaceful, uh-huh. you know, because he was calm. Satan wants us to be all excited and agitated and anxious and, you know, we don't know what's going on or how to do it or how this bill going to get paid or what's going to happen or how we're going to get, you know, our kids may need this and our kids may need that. We don't know how it's going to be. But he wants us to take refuge in him and be glad. And then also, when we are going through and it's our time to be tested or our time to go through, you know, we're seeking deliverance, and we don't know when it's going to come, but it's going to come, you know. And as Psalms 22, 4 says, and you, our ancestors, put their trust. They trusted you, and you delivered them. So, you know, what that, base, what that says is if our ancestors put their trust in you, why can't we put our trust in you? Because you delivered them. You know, when he told them to walk around the walls of Jericho, they didn't know what was going on. They probably, you know, they, you know, first thing I would have said, okay, we got to walk around the wall six or seven times a day for seven days. <laughs> now, many of us would look like, now, yeah, hmm, maybe that's a special moment or something. You know, us today, well, like, I am not walking around no wall, banging on stuff, but they had to put their trust and God, and know that if he says it, I'm going to do it. And I'm always going to ask that question, you know, do we trust him? When he says, okay, this is what I want you to do, or you going to look at the situation, and go, okay, hmm. I don't know, God, you know, if I walk in this or if I go into this meeting and you, or you tell me to do this, people are going to look at me, you know, like I'm the laughing stock of, you know, Laughing stock of my generation. Or are we going to be bold? My new model in my life is fear is not an option now. So we're going to be bold and say, okay. If you, they may not understand. They may even look at me like I'm three kinds of stupid. But I'm still going to trust in you because it's not about them. It's about you. People are going to do that every day, you know. You know, you're you know, God delivers his people throughout the whole Bible, you know, throughout the old testament, throughout the New Testament. They trusted in him and he saved them. You know, he's um he saved them from all kinds of situations that were going on in their life. But they had to trust. They had to put their confidence in him in order for them to be able to make it through, in order for them to be able to get out. But Amen. when Jesus came, one of the best things, or and I'll um, stop for a break soon, but one of the best things that he had to come to do was to save us a sinful world, which, you know, was the hardest things for him to do because, but he had to, but he had to do it. That was one of the hardest things for him to do, but he had to do it. He had to trust God, his own father, knowing that, hey, I have to, I came down to seek and to save those that were lost so they will learn to trust me. Because we live today, we live in a sinful generation. 
and Jesus himself had to come and get our confidence, you know, build us up so our confidence or our trust, and go back and back from our last episode, as I said, or our faith will be in him, you know, you know, because, again, we live in a world where man slash woman thinks they have arrived. We are in charge. We are large and in charge. You know, I don't have to worry about no one else but me. I have to worry about no one else but, you know, my what I can do in this world. You know, I you know, many times there's a good looking woman out there, she she works on a, a looks. A handsome young man, yeah. And I'm gonna work on you know, I'm gonna get by on my looks. But what happens when all that fails, then what do we do? People don't think about that because as we get older, everything is not going to be the same. As you know, if you're intellectual, yeah, you're going to be there for a while. But as you get older, you slowly start to forget. You know, your memory is not as always as good as it used to be. You know, years ago. Then what do we do? We, you know, these are things that we have to realize that, you know, when he says trust, that means all. You know, many times we give part of our heart. You know, we try to hold on to some things because, you know, even relationships, you don't try to give up all your trust because, you know, you always got that what if. And, you know, and I always say sometimes we live in a what if society. People say, well, what if? What if? You ever hear that, Michelle? What if? You know, people are going to say, well, well, you know, what if? Well, we can't go on what if. If God says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean and lean out to thy own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. So if he says that, we have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, again, we give our kids something to do. We say, do this. And if they don't do it, yeah, there's going to be a consequence. I can, you know, sometimes our conse- consequences are severe, and, you know, sometimes they're not as severe. But if we're smart... We can always skip the middleman. You know, many times we don't want to go through those trials because we're not trusting in him. So when we go through those trials because we either swayed, we either, you know, decide, hey, look, I, God, I don't know if you, you can't handle it. I, if I can't handle it, you can't handle it. So, yes, many times we may sway. We may say, oh, Lord, you know, it's hard to trust you. But you have to. And then we have to know that there's always going to be light at the end of the tunnel as we're seeing him. Because, some, you know, we will be triumphant. We may not think about it. We may not understand it. But triumph will come at the end once we go through what we had to go through. You know, sometimes we want it in an overnight. It may not happen overnight. It may not even happen within a week or two. But if we hang on, really hang on, if we hang on, we will be the victors. Psalms 25, 2 says, I trust in you. Do Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. If we are God's children, as a child, we don't actually 
we know that our parents aren't going to let anything happen to us because they love us. And as God's child, God is not going to let anything happen to us. And the second part to that is no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. And some people say, hmm, gives you something to think about. There are people today who are just as mean as could be for no excuse, who are just as bitter as can be with no excuse. People try to love them. People try to, you know, be nice to them. But just because they can, and I've heard it, they are you know, like some of the meanest people around or the most bitterest people around. But again, I'll read that. It says, I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. You know, God is not going to let anything happen to us as long as we trust to show, you know, as long as we pray, as long as we're obedient, as long as we put our trust in him. He's not going to let shame, he's not going to let our enemies triumph over us. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. Now, that's a promise. And God holds to his promises. Again, that says, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. In other words, people that decide that they're just going to be mean just to be mean or do things just to do things. Again, we are live with the man in the mirror, and uh, one of our talks, I Talk Radio, Real People, Real Stories, Real Overcomers, with host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. Our call-in line is 917-889-2271. Um, we're about to take a break, and I'm joining tonight's um, episode, Do You Trust Him? Because we have to learn, if we're going to live in this life, if we're going to follow the precepts that God has put in his word, we have to stop trusting in our intellect. You know, we have to you know, have more faith. We have to have a faith the size of a mustard seed. And we also, you know, we have to start putting our real trust in him, knowing that he will make our path straight and make our ways right so that no hurt, harm, or danger will come um unto us throughout our life travel with him. Um, and with that, we're going to get ready to take a break, but we're going to hear a note from our supporters. Um, music instruction for our learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443 574 5491 to set up an appointment or talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.musicinstructionsal.com. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curry Boss Project. 
and their website is www.curvyboss.com. And we're now going to take a break and um, for a few minutes, and we'll come back with Do I Trust You? with host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson on The Man and the Mirror.
We are now back with the man in the mirror with host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. So, Michelle, hello? 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 Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we are having a little technical difficulties here, but it's just one of those nights when the devil is busy. But we were talking about where, I mean, do you trust him? Um, and the key verse for tonight is trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your he will make your path straight. And that's another thing that as we, you know, do we acknowledge him in everything you do? If I'm correct, Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks unto the Father through him. Is that something that we continually continue to do every day in our life? Um, that was a scripture that I learned many, 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 many years ago, you know, as I was growing up as a young Christian. And it had me think that do we, you know, you know, trust in him every day? Do we acknowledge him every day, you know, throughout our day when we're eating, when not just when we're eating, when we're at our, you know, workplace, when we're going through our, at our workplace, when we're actually just writing something at our workplace, are we sitting there acknowledge him every day, you know, and what we do? Because many of us get caught up in today's, you know, you know, daily routine. You know, we only have 24 hours in a day. But as we're getting caught up in our daily routine, we continue to forget that we have to acknowledge him every day in our life. And um, any comments, Michelle? Uh, yeah, I think that sometimes we are looking too far ahead and we need to learn to really look at um, this thing one day at a time. You know, even the word tells us, you know, do not be concerned about, you know, what we'll eat or whatever. We're supposed to be uh, worried about, or not worried about, but we're supposed to be looking at the present, the right now. So if we're always looking at the right now, we don't have time to worry or be anxious over the future because we need to trust that God is going to work that out, that whatever we end up on is a path that's going to lead us to something that's still for our good, even if we have to go through a storm or a trial or a test or whatever you want to call it to get to that good. Amen. And you're right. And I'll, you know, even, you know, add to what you're saying. He says, do not be concerned about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. We And also said tomorrow is not promised to us. So as we're, you know, go throughout, we can't, you know, we have to deal with what's going on in in our life today. That knowing if we don't wake up tomorrow, we know we're going home in glory. Those who are, you know, of us who live in our life right and trust, trusting in Him, 
and knowing that, you know what, I live my life right. I ain't got to worry about tomorrow because if I don't wake up, then I know I'm going home and being glory. I ain't got to worry about clocking in with that crazy boss again. I ain't got to worry about listening to all the noise he's going to, you know, bring me. I'll be home in glory. But, yes, we have to worry about and be concerned what's going on today because, again, um, reiterating what Colossians said, whatever we do. Now, that's, now what does, you know, let, let me ask you this, Michelle, what does whatever mean? It means anything, everything. Okay. Now, this is the kicker that gets all of us, whether in word or deed. So that means, you know, whatever I say or whatever I do. Amen. It all has to glorify him. It all has to glorify him. I'll repeat that again. It all has to glorify him. People will have to see that trust him, that you trust him, that he's living in our life right now. And um, I'll just give a brief testimony. I was going to take care of some business, and I ran into a young man, and he just he said he's seen a light in me. I'm like, okay. And I just had a little brief conversation just to, you know, he was nervous with going through what he was going through, and I just ministered to him, or I just talked to him. You know, my my pastor always said you don't have to be a minister with a collar and a you know suit on to minister to anybody. We we are all ministers. We are all out there, you know, witnessing to people on our jobs, out in the street, to our children. So I just talked to him just to try to calm him down, you know, so he'll be able to you know finish what he needs to do throughout that day and go on. And you know, I wasn't expecting that. But I couldn't say, look, I got issues in my own my own business I'm trying to take care of. And that's what sometimes we do. You know, <clears throat> we not you know, we not worried about everybody else. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are more concerned, man, I'm here trying to take care of my business. And then you wanna talk you wanna start talking? And I know there are people out there that look I'm sorry, but I got my own issues to deal with. But God led me in my heart <clears throat> to say, Hey look. This young man needs somebody to talk to, so just talk to him. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to, you know, be any sweat off my back. But, you know, when God gives you an order, we have to do it. And some people won't do it because they're more concerned about them. But if I'm going to trust God, excuse me, if I'm going to trust God, then I'm going to have to trust him to say, look, you know, I'll witness, I'll talk to this young man and just, you know, give him some words, a few words of encouragement. That's not going to kill anybody because people will encourage you wherever you go. So, again, you know, we have to be careful what we do every day. You know, our words are important. I, you know, what we do because people see, if they know you're a Christian, oh, they're watching you. They're watching like a hawk to see what are you doing. They may not say anything, but they're at their desk. They're in a lunchroom. They're in a cafeteria. They're in the parking lot. If somebody cuts you off, they want to see what's going on. If they catch you driving down the street or on a highway, they you know, they want to see what you're doing. They're going to be there. But, again, we have to realize that if we're trusting him, he's going to take over our life. 
And with situation, if a situation comes for you to witness, you can be you could be all caught up in self. And like, I got my own issues going on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or we can say, okay, Lord, I'll take this moment to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, I think that in order for us to be led by the Lord, we have to trust Him because. In order to be led by the Lord, the Lord will speak something to your spirit or um, bring something to you through the word or even through another person at times. But if we don't trust God, trust, not having trust, you know, they say like in marriages, trust is like one of the biggest things. It's like communication, trust, you know, all of those things, love, they're all the really huge things that will adversely affect your relationship if you don't have it. Right. It's the same way. It's the same way with God. If we don't have any trust in God, it adversely affects our relationship with Him. How can we really hear what He's saying, and how can we be obedient if we don't trust anything that He does or says, or what He's told us in the Word? If we don't trust Him. We we have to realize that means we don't trust the word of God. We don't trust the Holy Spirit that's in us. Because these are the, the means and the ways that God speaks with us. Amen. And so we don't when we don't trust him then when when he is trying to speak to us in these ways, then we don't we don't trust what we hear. And therefore, we we're not obedient, and therefore we cannot follow him or be led by him if we don't believe what we hear or see because we don't trust him. Amen. You just actually brought up something to mind. When we were all small, we all played that game: follow the leader. You know, when the leader, you know, when the leader went somewhere, we followed the leader. We did everything the leader would do. You know, mm-hmm. if the leader did something crazy, we did something crazy. If you know, the leader said do this, we did that. If the leader did this, we did that. But you know, we have that type of mentality has changed, and I'm sorry, that's the same type of mentality we should have when it comes to trusting God. If He is our leader, if He is our shepherd, you know. Then we're going to follow him. And, you know, when you spoke of marriage, in a good marriage, if, the, you know, if the man, if the husband is doing, if the husband is being led by God, then the wife will not have no issue of being led and letting him be the leader of the home because she knows that he is being led by God and the Holy Spirit and he's not going to do anything that's going to put her in hurt, harm, and danger as he's trusting Christ and God, she's going to trust him. And another thing that we see. Can I just, can I, I wanted to interject there also to add this, and this is something that I learned a a while ago. Um, You know, even if you have, because we do have, you know, couples who are unevenly yoked. You might have a believer. True. Um, the wife who's a believer and the husband who may not be. Um, And then, you know, the wife has the whole 
um, commandment to, um, you know, be in submission. And some women have issues with this if their husband is an unbeliever and they're looking towards God. And our pastor was speaking on that. You know, it's it's unfortunate that the situation arises because it may be even two unbelievers who originally got married and then somehow the the wife came to be saved. And I'm just using the wife as an example because it can be vice versa as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to get on that point about, you know, how that submission that she's supposed to follow her husband as the word of God um, tells us. So what we have to realize is that all along, Pastor likes to say something about, he says, follow follow me as I follow Christ. So when you have a, an unbeliever, they are not going to be following Christ, but you are still supposed to be following Christ. And so what essentially happens, I just wanted to speak on this because you were talking about how the woman is supposed to follow the husband. And I know, you know, firsthand and from speaking with other people that, there are a lot of times this particular situation that happens, and um, the the women seem confused as to what to do, and I have been as well. So, really, you're still following Christ. It's all about following Christ, and if your your trust is in Christ and not in your husband, because. Okay, okay. I spoke spoke about that earlier. You know, they do in the marriage, you know, um, counseling and other things. They'll do that trust exercise with the husband and wife. But really our trust is supposed to be in God. We really can't trust man. Man is flesh. Man is going to fault. Man is going to be obedient at times, disobedient at times to God. So we have to remember that all along we're really following Christ and okay. that that um the word that tells us, you know, to submit to our husband is still if you're a believer, you're still under that word. You're still supposed to do that. But what you have to do is while you're submitting to your husband who's not following Christ you have to know that God is going to work that situation out and it's still going to end up for your good. I just Amen. wanted to bring that out. And that, and that is an, um, excellent because what you're saying is basically as you're trusting in God to work it out, he's never going to, you know, leave you hanging. Because as we talked about in the beginning, you know, you know, sometimes when you turn around thinking your friends are there, they're going to leave you hanging. You know, the real friends are going to be there, but God will never leave us hanging because he will work that situation out in his own time. Because, you know, your girlfriend or child, I probably would have left him a long time ago. But then you're being disobedient to marriage vows. And you're being, you know, aha. Uh-huh. And they not really, they don't really talk about the issues that they got on in their marriage. They're just looking at you. Because, again, I like what you said. Flesh is flesh, regardless of how you look at it. 
you know, he sins, she sins, we all sin. You know, no one is perfect. But if you hang in there, you will see the glory of God. You will see God's glory because you trusted in God. You put your faith in God, and you will reap the benefits. You know, it may not happen. You know, some people want it to happen overnight. It's not going to happen. It may happen overnight. That's great. But it may not happen overnight. But we have to hang in there. Because it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, people will, you know, some people say, oh, you know, because you will have doubts. And, you know, because that's when the doubts come in, you have to starve those doubts. And the doubts are nothing but Satan trying to pull you out of your blessing that's before you, that blessing that's coming before you. Satan knows what God's going to do. God does not lie. If he says do this, I will bless you. So if we do this, Satan, oh, mm-mm. Satan's going to try to block that blessing. That means, again, I go back to what I wrote, forsaking all, I trust him. You have to trust. And what was trust? To put one's confidence in. And we are listening live with the man in the mirror with host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Nichelle Johnson. Um, if you want to call in, we have about 15 minutes left. But if you want to call in, it's 917-889-2271. And tonight's show, again, is Do You Trust Him? Is actually corresponding to, uh, you know, show on faith. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you, you know, if you have that faith in Christ, you can say, hey, turn this mountain and turn this mountain to a molehill, make this mountain move from here to there. You can do anything. And if you have the trust, and again, we can't trust in weapons. We can't put our trust in wealth, our leaders, our man, because all that's all what's going on in society now is we've been putting trust in the wrong thing. And we're finding out that when we put the trust in the wrong things, we get, you know, the wrong, you know, responses to what we're trying to do. But if we put our trust in God, his word, and in Jesus Christ, that ben- there are benefits because we're going to have, we're going to reap the benefits of putting our trust. And, again, as I mentioned earlier, we have to be obedient to the word of God. We have to be obedient to the word of God. Because, you know, many times, you know, when we trust in him, he said, we will be blessed. I uh, will read um, Psalms 25, 25, 2 or 3 again. I trust in him. Do do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. And you tell us, O God, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. So if our hope is in him, if our trust is in him, may, it may look like, because, you know, when you're at that job and, they, you know, they may be trying to get rid of you or they may be just trying to, you know, look down. You may, they may be trying to ridicule you. But if you continue to hope and trust in him, it'll all turn around. It will all turn around and people won't know where, you know, a lot of, you know, what was going on because they like, well, 
wasn't he the one or wasn't she the one? Well, they didn't give up. They put trust in you. They got they got to realize, and I can, you know, I can testify when I got to my job, you know, only there a couple months and they got a, got a promotion. And someone told me, promotion, and I wasn't trusting the people. Promotion, you know, the winds may go from the east to the west, but the promotions come from God. God is the only one that can really bless us. He can increase. He can enlarge us. He can enlarge our spirit man and address our hidden and secret parts. You know, God is the only one that can help us through whatever we're going through. If we put out, we can't trust man. You know, we can't trust flesh. Flesh gets you in trouble. In First Peter two one and three says, "Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow there thereby." That means we have to be in the word. If so be have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Because we trust in him, he will increase everything in our life. You know, he will, you know, you if you, you know, we got to type. We got to be obedient to all the directions that God gives us throughout life. You know, you you know, you can't skip, you know, sometimes you want to skip those directions. Well, I go from point A to point C or point A to point G or point A to point M. But you forgot the middle man. We can't forget that we we have to take it step by step, and we have to remain um, in our trust in God. You know, we can't leave, you know, we can't leave a step, you know, overturned, because guess what? He is going to increase, as they saw, he's going to increase our territory because we're remaining faithful to him. Amen. And we have, and and one of the main things we have to do is as parents, as leaders, or you know, as we're being living epistles, we have to also teach our children, you know, this trust in God. You know, you know, teach them that you know they can't trust. You know, you know, children are very trusting. It's hard. You know, you know, we have to teach them also to trust in God, not worry about their friends all the time or this fad that comes out or that fad that comes out because anything that comes out today, kids are ready to go towards it. Well, I want this or I want to do that, and we have to teach them, okay, let's think about this. Is this what you really want or is this a fad or, you know, let's let's pray about it. You know, we have to teach them about the power of prayer because if we pray about it, you know, then God will answer that prayer before we make any harsh decisions. Because we're quick, you know, quick to make a decision, but slow to say, okay, well, let's pray about it first, and then we'll move on. So we have to change the way we do things when it comes to that. We have to know that as we're trusting in God, you know, we have to be careful how we move in our life. Are we moving for him or are we moving for a flesh? Are we moving for her or are we moving for flesh? 
are we trying to please him or are we trying to please the world? Because this is what you said earlier in the show. You said be in the world, but 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 be not of be of the world, but by, but not be in the world. Yeah, we're in this world, but we're not of the world. So we definitely um, have to be careful of everything that we're doing when it comes to trusting God, because you can, you know, there's joy in trusting God, because you know He got your back. You can fall back like I start off and know he can, he can. You may slip. The um, Psalms say, I may slip, but I won't fall. He'll catch you before you fall. You may slip because we're going to go through. We're going to make mistakes. But, you know, he's like, a, you know, he'll guide us to the right direction if we allow him. But we would have to allow him to guide him, guide us to the way that we need to go. So we definitely have to be careful um, in that, and also uh, look at another benefit as we're you know we have nine minutes left, but you know one of the other benefits of um, the benefits of trusting in Him is God's goodness, and that's Psalm thirty-one nineteen, which reads. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. In other words, those who trust in you. Again, how abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge. God, when we take refuge in him, there's no better place. When we trust in him, there's nothing more we can do because he's he's happy when we turn around and say, Look, I'm gonna trust you because you know, we may try to figure fix the situation on our own or we may be, we may go through. But if we decide, you know what, God, I'm at wit's end. That's all he's waiting for. Mm. I'm at wit's end. And you know, we're we're closing, we're coming down to the it's almost like the man, men, us men who decide we're going to put this this thing together. But we are so intrigued that being flesh, oh, we can do this without looking at the directions. Hmm. Many of us are guilty of that. So as we're putting together, we got a screw here, a part here, and trying to figure out where it's going. So sooner or later, we have to give, and you know what? Let me just start following direction. It makes it easy. And once we start following directions, it starts to actually look like the picture that we are trying to put together. And, and that's how we are today with God. We try, every, you know, we're not going to trust him. He's waiting. We're not going to trust him. We're going to try everything in our own power to handle a situation. Oh, I'm, I'm brainy. I'm smart. I can do this. You know, I got this. You know, I can handle this. How many of us ever have said, ever said, well, I can handle this or I can take care of this without putting a trust in God or letting God guide you? Mm. We're all guilty of that. You know, but when we decide, okay, read the directions, as a, as a man would put it, let's start putting, you know, looking at directions and reading the directions so we know that, hey, 
Why do we we shouldn't have any screws left? We shouldn't have any parts left. You know, all those stuff was put in that package for a reason. <laughs> Not any parts left over. <laughs> but many of us have gone through that. We're trying to put stuff together. You got all these parts left, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And you know, your your wife or your family looking at you like, hmm, I don't know. You know, you don't know if it's going to stand up straight or if it's going to tilt over. And that's how life can get. Our life can get sometimes because we're missing parts. We're not putting everything together. We're not trusting that if God says do this, or if God says follow these directions, if God says talk to this person, He'll lead you to the right people to help you get to the situation. He may lead you to that per that one person you know you don't want to talk to. You know in your mind that I don't want to talk to this person, and God is like go ahead and talk to him. Lord, I don't want to talk to this person. And you and God wrestling back and forth. But long and behold, by the time you got finished talking to that person, that was the one person you need to talk to to help you through your situation. Again, we have to put that vanity and pride behind and trust that God knows what he is doing. Because, again, we can't go on intellect. We can't go on life, all the life's experience. We can't go on, you know, anything but trusting in him, knowing that he knows what he's doing. And, again, as we're winding down the last four minutes, we um, have been talking about Do You Trust Him? with host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Nichelle Johnson on The Man in the Mirror. And, Michelle, as we're closing down in that last few minutes, do you have any closing remarks on tonight's show? Yes. Actually, I wanted to read something really quickly. It says, rest in God's love. When we face a difficult world each day, we can sometimes wonder if God even cares. Why do bad things happen? Where is God when I need him? Solomon reminds us that God never takes a break or leaves us to fend for ourselves, Proverbs, Proverbs 3 and 12, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Even in the midst of turmoil, God sticks with us and uses those challenges to shape us. When we understand that, our perspective completely flips. No longer do we see our setbacks as failures. We see them as moments when God, as our loving Father, works on us. And that's exactly why we can trust in the Lord with all our hearts. He cares for each, for us each and every day. He gives us what we need to thrive. He pours blessings after blessings upon us. Of course, following each of these, Steps is not easy. That's why Jesus said we have to deny ourselves and follow him. Trusting God takes a wholehearted commitment from dawn till dusk, but we are never alone. Matthew 28 and 20, surely I, I am with you always to the very end of this age. Amen. Okay. Amen. And that's a good closing. And I'd like to thank all of you who have listened in this evening. This was a good show because we discussed, do you trust him? Let's continue to read our word and show our Heavenly Father that we trust him and want to grow 
to be more like him. Please go to my website at www.hezekiahlmontgomery.com and sign my guest book. We're still... We're still doing our fundraiser for Rediscovering How to Play. We've tweaked it. You know, check out on the website and hit the GoFundMe link, and it'll take you to our backer page. Please support the play, which we're, you know, working to continue, as I said, continually to raise money so we can get the script and get the play out. Um, It's in God's hand right now. We wanted it out for the summer of 2015, but that's upon us. But God is still... In control. Our goal is to raise five grand. Again, please sign and go to the support page and support the cause. Again, I thank you all for your support this evening, all those who have been listening online, all those who have been taking notes, all those who have, you know, just been supporting us and, you know, keeping us afloat. This has been um, Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off. And I'll see you at the mirror.